0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Santa Maria, California. Join our pastors as they share biblical principles of God's transforming grace so that you may learn God's word in order to live God's way. The only thing I'm frustrated about is I spent the whole time flipping through the Bible instead of worshiping with two of my favorite songs. And I am ashamed. Forgive me, I know somebody in the audience is going to be able to just call it right out to me. But where is it that Jesus is quoting from when he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that the man the, uh, comes from the mouth of the Lord? No, it's in Deuteronomy, uh, and I I couldn't find it. But the answer, the reason why Jesus made it so that we needed to eat The reason why Jesus made it so we needed to sleep is because we need to be dependent on him. And my favorite passage that speaks to this is Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stands guard in vain. And it is vain. Here it is that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. Now catch this. You may not have noticed this before. For he gives to his beloved sleep. Now what's interesting, uh, the prophet, I believe it was Nathan, went into David uh, after Bathsheba's first son by David passed away, and she became pregnant again. And The Lord said to the prophet, go and tell David, his name shall be Jedidiah, beloved of the Lord. Uh, That's what the word Jedidiah means. And so God is making it clear, listen, I love this boy. Then Jedidiah himself, King Solomon, wrote this Poem, this psalm, and in it he says he gives to his beloved sleep. He is self-identifying. He's saying, look, remember however many years ago, I don't know how many years ago, but God said I was his beloved? Look, you all are now his beloved too, and he gives us sleep. And my friends, when we forsake the lie of needing to rise up early and go to bed late, not because we have extra work to do, because sometimes that happens, but because we've got to stay on top of everything, because we think everything relies on us. And when we're eating our, our food anxiously, we're not realizing that He gives us sleep. We're not realizing He's the one who provides for us. So that's my answer. I think the other answer is the same reason why God created colors, because He could. And he loves it. He's like, woo! So, praise Jesus. Let's uh, go to our great God in prayer. And Lord, we do love you. And Jesus, we recognize that we do not love you enough. And Lord, we also understand that we need to humble ourselves before you. And one of the key ways of doing that is learning, is desiring, is wanting to love you more. And God, I pray that you would give us the grace to be able to do that for your good, your glory and our good and the expansion of your kingdom. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Straight down I-65 from Indianapolis, Indiana, you go almost to the border and you get to a place called Harrison Crawford State Forest. And if you go down there and if you were, say, I don't know, 14 and in a Boy Scout troop, hypothetically speaking, you might go spelunking. And in Indiana, there are very few places to actually go cave diving, but you get to go to this really cool place. And the best part about it is you go in and you're walking a little ways and pretty soon you're doing the army crawl because, you know, there's only this much room uh, between the floor and the ceiling and you get out. And all of a sudden, you, you really can't see very much. You've you got a flashlight on your head, but you really can't see very much. But you know, just by the feel of the air, because you were crawling for so long in that big of a space, it opens up. And, you know, they told us it was 100 feet down. I don't think it was that far down. But you didn't know how far down it was. And you knew that the wall on the other side of you was a little ways away. And so what we had to do is we had to crawl and kind of scoot ourselves. And then we're in mud and we're slick with mud because we've been crawling like this. And we had to kind of lower ourselves down until we, we caught a foothold. Could you imagine being the first guy to do that? I mean, that, that must have been terrible. So we lowered ourselves down, and so what we have here now is we have a little bit of room. Probably three-quarters of our feet was on some sort of ledge, but the, but the heel was not. And our arms are over this muddy kind of overhang. So we're, we're kind of doing this, and then pretty soon we're doing this. And now we're holding on, but now it's rock. It wasn't as much mud, so it was better. Then... To top it all off, again, I don't know who the first person did this with. It was just nerve-wracking, but we had a guide, and it was all right. You had to go from a position like this, put your foot, hang this foot off so you're hanging on this cliff like this, and decide to just jump. And if you jumped, it wasn't that far. But you would land on a nice flat place. It was, it was the coolest thing this 14-year-old had ever done. It was, it was just really crazy scary and thrilling at the same time. And, you know, it's, it was so scary because it was unknown. And, you know, they told us, okay, everybody turn off your lamp for a minute. So it was pitch black. I mean, blacker than black. But what we learned crawling in that cave was we needed to walk carefully because we did not want to fall. I know it wasn't 100 feet. It was probably five feet. But as far as we knew, it was way down there. And we did not want to fall. So we knew we needed to walk carefully. If you have been paying attention uh, since Pastor Benji came last September, that right? Something like that. He's been encouraging us to do these fighter verses. And these fighter verses we put at the bottom of our sermon notes every time because we, the body of Christ, the chosen people of the holy God, need to be putting his word into our heart. And so we encourage you, encourage ourselves, to take these verses and meditate on them. Maybe even memorize them because they are so valuable it is the word of god and it is something that we have to be putting in to our hearts so in contemplating the fact that i was writing a sermon for the the morning and because everybody was gone this week i thought okay instead of getting back to ephesians right away what one of my jobs what one of pastor benji's and pastor james number one jobs are bar none is to teach you how to take the Word of God for yourself and sitting at Starbucks, for, for example, sitting there and learning from, your, from it yourself. Because the only teacher you need is the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and this is how you do it. Take a passage, for example, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11. And what I want to go through tonight is not so much a sermon, but a walking walk through it so that you can get the idea so that you can do this yourself, whether you're sitting on your couch or whether you're sitting at Starbucks, because that is how you will grow. So let's read our passages in 1 Peter chapter 5. If you want to turn there. And I'll read starting in verse 6, and then we'll go through it. One step at a time. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, amen, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the glory and be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay, if you're going to take a passage like that, because it was given to you, for example, With these fighter verses and you want to break it down so that you say God I need a meal I need a spiritual meal right now this is how you do it the first thing you do is you read your passage whatever it is maybe it's one verse maybe it's a whole chapter but read your passage and in your mind while you're reading your passage what you need to be doing is thinking about what is this saying what what is it talking about What's the subject? And then after you get the subject, you're saying, okay, what does it tell me about the subject? Now listen, the difference between a person in kindergarten doing this and someone working on their PhD in the New Testament is only one of degree. The same questions are being asked. What is it talking about? And what does it say about what it's talking about? and relatively quickly this you'll get better at this as you try it try to figure out put it in one sentence what is this particular passage about the the sentence that i chose for this because it, it's kind of a um we're not talking romans here <laughs> romans is very pom pom pom, but it's kind of loose, and so how do you tie this together? Here's the sentence I put. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and your enemy can't harm you. So I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to go, in this case, verse by verse. Verse, The first verse we get to, um, I didn't get notes out to you, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. They're sitting on my desk. Okay. Um, well, you got notes up here. You can write them down somewhere. Uh, first verse, verse 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you. So, in my breaking down so I can get this great big long sentence that kind of unifies the whole thing, I came up with little sentences to go down. And my first sentence I came up with is, Look up so you can go up. First Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore... Number one thing you need to know if you're going to study Scripture is for keywords. Therefore is one of those keywords that you have to get. Whenever you see a therefore, you have to find out what the therefore is there for. Man, okay. In this case, what we're going to do is we're going to go back to the passage right above it. Piece of cake because it's 1 Peter 5 1 through 5. And just Glancing at what's going on, Peter is exhorting the elders of the church, first of all, and then in his exhorting the elders, telling them, This is what you ought to be doing, he then in chapter or verse five exhorts us as those who are non elders and says, Okay, now submit to them. So he gives this kind of double thing elders, be leaders and submit to Christ that way. And then us, the rest of us, okay, now we submit to our elders. And then he gets to this key word, humble yourselves therefore. If you ever want to know what a word in Scripture means, in fact, this works for words anywhere, whatever writing you're reading, you take the context and so you think, you, you run into this word, humble yourselves, you start off and you go, hmm, what does he mean by humble? Well, if therefore is connecting what is before it to this, maybe, perhaps, in this case I think is true, that humility is somehow exemplified in the passage before, because that's, that's the stressed word is they're humble and in it we find all kinds of ways to be humble actually though I want to turn because I think it it gives us a little bit better of a definition oh you have it right here Romans 12 do you have a oh you have there you go I'm sorry you put all one through five too huh well we'll run out of time before we get all that this, this passage we're going to read right here, I think, is the best kind of explanation of what humility means. doesn't use the word, but write this down, because the next time you're wondering what does it mean to be humble, this passage ought to come to your mind. Romans 12, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Humility holds fast to what is good, first and foremost love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor now that gets more to what we normally think of as humility do not be slothful in zeal don't just kind of hang around at the tree but be fervent in spirit and serve the lord this little compact passage gives us a lot of insight into what humility is humility is serving the Lord, and you're serving the Lord by serving others. Well, wait a minute, Pastor Greg. Humility means self deprecation. Humility means walking around, you know. It actually doesn't. And I want to explain why self deprecation is not true humility. Because the person who is standing there, oh, I'm such a bad person oh, I'm not as good as this person, or I wish I could do something like that person. Who is all their focus on? Their focus is on themselves. That's not humility. That's self-centeredness. That's that's looking only to yourself. My friends, one of the lies in our culture is that to be self-deprecating, to put yourself down, to... Talk yourself bad about yourself is some way of being humble or being Christian, worse. When in reality, true humility is looking to God and saying, He is the one who is valuable. He is the one, and by that, then looking to others. Notice what we're doing we're taking this passage and we're cutting it up into pieces. The first one we came up with was humble yourselves, therefore. And then as we go on, we see under the mighty hand of God, we're taking clauses. Some of you who are English uh, teachers are recognizing this because we have to break it down in order to understand it. Okay, well, if I'm meditating on this verse, I'm sitting at home on my couch with my cup of coffee thinking, okay, what is it? What is he talking about under the mighty hand of God? Well, the first thought that came to my mind as I was working on it is God's hand is so mighty, it can crush. It's like a snail. You step on it. Actually, I pick them up and throw them in the street. But God's hand is so mighty. Listen, God's hand is so powerful. He can take a dull, useful, sinful, finite tool and pick me up and use it. For His great glory, He can accomplish things through you, and believe me, that's saying something. Man, I'm I must be off tonight. Um, so we're going through, and this is the thought that comes comes to my mind. Think about the clauses as you're getting there. And now we get to another key word, and we hit we see so that if you notice this morning when we were preaching. Uh, You're a chosen people. You're a holy nation. You're a people of God's own choosing. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into the marvelous light. The point of him doing all this work is that now you can proclaim. In this case, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God. The hand that can crush and the hand that can lift. So that for the purpose that... In order to accomplish something, and that something is at the proper time, he may exalt you. Now, exalt, as soon as you start talking about exalting us, I think most of you have been in Sunday school long enough, you're like, ooh, that, that just doesn't feel right. Is anybody with me? You, you understand what I'm saying? It just doesn't feel right, but God is going to exalt me. And so, again, I was thinking, how am I going to, if I'm meditating on this, how am I going to bring this to reality for me? And the first thing that went through my mind are the Beatitudes, where Jesus, in very short passage, describes the person who is truly blessed, the person who is the recipient of, of divine favor the one that god chooses to pour out his blessing upon and what we notice when we look at it is in the beatitudes jesus is turning things upside down blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven but what i want you guys to see because it relates to our passage we're looking at what i want you to notice is that the reward The beatitude, the blessing that God gives is a natural result of the activity you're taking part in. In this case, in Peter's case, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you. What you're doing is you're looking up, you're looking away from yourself And the natural result, the natural consequence of this kind of focus, bringing ourselves before the Lord, is that He is pulling us up. We're becoming like Him. John says in 1 John 5, we will be like Him because we will see Him as He is. The point is that if you are trusting God's promises, He will take care of you. He will make it all work out. Whatever God has in mind, it is worth it. This is the way of faith. So if we're looking at my theme statement, keep your eyes on Jesus and your enemy can't harm you. The first point that goes into building that is God takes care of his own. He knows those who are his and he takes care of them. Nehemiah 1.8. The Lord knows those who put their trust in him and he builds them up. Uh, that's that's what we need to know. God takes care of his own. Verse 7. Now, I'm, I'm doing this slowly because I'm trying to help you in my thinking pulling these things out. If you're doing this, you could take as long or as short a time as you care to. But the image that came to my mind as we were singing this morning is, uh, I don't remember which song it was this morning we were singing. Uh, Chet will probably remember. But the image that came to my mind is you're sitting there digging for gold and you've got your pickaxe and you go oh look i found a chunk of gold oh i'm gonna put it in my pocket and go away no you just found a chunk of gold you're gonna take that pickaxe and you're gonna be digging some more right because there just might be some more gold right there well that's what doing this is all about that's what going to god's word is all about the longer you spend in it the more chunks of gold you're going to get. And my friends, if you only get a few grains, that's okay. Stay at it. Pretty soon, you'll get chunks. Okay. So, verse 7. We won't get through all these, but stay tuned. Uh, Verse 7. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm thinking... While I meditate on this, what is he talking about? Casting. When I think of casting, I think of fishing. You know, you're you're taking it and you're throwing it away from you. You're getting it away. And what you're doing is you're casting them on Jesus. But then the key word after casting here is anxieties. So I'm going to do something a little strange here right now. I want you guys to talk back to me. I want you to tell me, Some of the anxieties we need to cast on Jesus. All of them. Okay. Okay, Elaine is right. What are some anxieties we need to cast on Jesus? Workload. Workload. That was the only one out of all those I heard. You guys speak up. Money. Money. Worry. Worry. Illness. Government. (laughs) I deserve that. (laughs) Yes. Listen, is God able to handle your fears about money? Is God able to handle your fears about your workload? Or your lack of workload? Is God able to handle your fears about illness? Let me ask you another question. If God is able to handle your fears about all these different areas, does that mean that everything's going to work out the way you want it to? Hmm. In other words, we've all lived long enough to know that that isn't right. But here, this is where we're meditating We're taking God's word. We're chewing on it. We're we're trying to get the marrow out of the bones of what's going on. We have to think, okay, Lord Jesus, I'm worried about this illness. I'm worried about this job situation. I'm worried about, you know, this. And Lord, you have told me to cast my anxieties on you. And therefore, because that's a command and not just something hmm, I think I'll do this today, because it's a command, I need to trust you in this. so give me a promise, Lord, that I can put my trust in. Tell me a promise you can think of why I should be willing and able to cast my anxieties on the Lord. okay, He'll give us the peace that passes all understanding first or excuse me Philippians four seven, right? What else? Amen. Hebrews 13, 5. You go, sister. What else? Excellent. He knows a whole heck of a lot more than we do. What else? Give me some other promises that the Lord has given us so that we can know that we know that he that we can cast our anxieties on him. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen. Oh, Luke chapter twelve. Excellent. Or we could cheat a little bit and just keep reading the verse. (laughs) These are great. You guys gave great answers. But look right here, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety as Him. Why? Because He cares for you. The the image that went through my head. Now, I don't know. You guys, maybe some of you are car buffs. You could think about caring for your automobile. I was thinking of plants. I was thinking, okay, I need to care for this plant. Well, what does that mean? That means I find out what kind of fertilizer it needs that means i find out how often should it be pruned that means i find out what what kind of environment does it want hot does it want sun does it want cool god knows all this he knows all of it and not only does he know exactly what you need but he loves you enough to make it happen for you god cares for you and i know it sounds trite and forgive me if it wasn't god's word then I probably wouldn't say it. But God will never leave you or forsake you. That means even in the midst of nightmares that we live on this earth, God will make it all right in the end. There is there's no trouble that we can go through that won't prove to be having just been a passing shadow when we get to heaven. Now, I know that I'm speaking to some of you who have been through some very dark valleys. And I do not in any way. Mean to make light of those. Because I am not. But what I'm saying is. These, this is how you think. About going into scripture. And pulling it out. You bring your experiences. You bring your sorrows. You bring your disappointments. And you go to God's word. And you say Lord. Man. I don't get this. And and this is just one of those verses that, okay, Lord, I'm going to cast my anxieties on you because you care for me. Here you go. Would would that it would just be that easy, right? Because as soon as we walk away, what do we do? (laughs) We start carrying our anxieties again, don't we? So what do we do? We cast them back on him. And we get ourselves in this habit of saying, Lord, I need you. So you come to God's word and you come in it. You have your cup of coffee if you need it. Eat breakfast if you need it. Sometimes I get up and I just have to just start eating breakfast. I know no breakfast, no, no Bible, no breakfast. That's John Piper saying, you know what? It doesn't work like that for me. I have to be sitting there eating my cereal. Then... my phone's over there. And then I take out and I'm doing my Bible reading while I'm doing it. Whatever it takes for you. If it takes caffeine to make you want to read God's Word, then by all means, I would say that's why God gave us caffeine. I know I'm going to get an amen. (laughs) You know, here's my point. Here's my point. Go into God's Word and read it. Find out what is it saying. If you are a child of God, and I'm relatively positive that most of the people in this room are, then that means the Holy Spirit is at work in you. And that means a far better teacher than anybody on earth is in your heart, ready, willing, and able to teach you. Go to it. Read it as a passage. Find out what is it saying and write it down. Write some notes some of your sentences are going to be ridiculous and some of them are going to be absurd. But you know what? If you practice, you'll get better at it. Find out what is the subject, what is it talking about, and then what is it saying about what it's talking about. And then go back and start breaking down in little clauses. What does this mean? What does this remind me of? What is a story that I hear in the back of my head because of what's going on? My friends, if you do that, then you'll be able to do the first of my three uh, final points this morning, and that is go to God's words and find the excellencies of God there so that then you can go and you could tell someone else. I keep pointing at Tim. Sorry, forgive me, Tim. But I love bumping into him at Starbucks because there have been several times we've bumped into Starbucks together, and he's told me what he's reading about. One time we were having coffee together, I think it was, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but we were sitting there having coffee together and some lady came by and said, oh, you guys are talking about the Bible, aren't you? And she had some really strange beliefs. I don't even remember what they were. (laughs) But Tim and I were just talking about what was there before us. And that is what you can do. You don't need a degree from seminary. You don't need to have any initials after your name. All you need is the Holy Spirit, God's Word, and a willing heart. My friends, if you hear nothing else from me tonight, go to His Word. That is where you can find the promises. That's where you can become the man or woman of God that He has created you to be. There is no shortcut. You're not going to get it in any other way. This is how you go about doing it. And if you'll do these, these verses that we give to you each week, and that was all you concentrated on this week, you will be light years ahead. And God will bless you because His Word will not return void. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do give you praise. And even though we didn't get through this passage, Lord Jesus, I pray that my brothers and sisters will get the ideas in their head about how to go to your word. And I pray, uh, even as Pastor Benji and James and I have been talking about what to do in the fall and and this idea of studying God's word uh, has come up, God, I pray that you would enable us uh, to do a better job at teaching uh, your people how to mine gold from your word so that they and we and, uh, can be the people of God you have crazed to be and bring glory and honor and praise to you. Bless us tonight, Jesus, as we need you to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Our hope is that today's message empowers you by God's grace to live God's way. For more information, visit us online at gracebout.net